It takes a humble mind and a curious spirit to go past the hubris that ignorance and knowledge bring. Through questions, specific concerns are addressed, doubts are dissolved, and understanding is achieved, which is the goal of this podcast. We believe asking questions provides one of the quickest and most precise routes to understanding, which translates into the correct execution of actions and the attainment of desired outcomes. This is where Solomon Ray comes in. Solomon Ray is a prolific Bible teacher, executive leader, advisor and sponsor. Known for his love for Jesus Christ and people, wisdom and unique incursions into God's word to provide relevance, clarity and understanding for personal leadership and a more productive life in Christ Jesus through every area of life. We trust this podcast will help you provide clarity to the burning questions you've been harboring all these years. Let's delve into the podcast and listen attentively as Solomon Ray brings clarity, insight and understanding to some questions. Take a listen. Hello, sir. Hello, all. I am Moses Ekundi from Boya, Cameroon. Greetings to all. My doubt here is about um, taking up your cross and following Christ. We know in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Christ said that if anybody should follow him, let that person deny himself, take up his cross mm-hmm. and follow him. So I want to ask, what does Christ actually mean by taking up your cross and following him? And how can that be done? Thank you, sir. Good day and trust you're doing well. How was last week? I hope you were blessed by the episode of last week and good feedback from all of you around the world. Thank you very much again for your interaction. Thank you very much again for your participation. And I see the hunger. We had a lot of interaction this week from around the world and we had massive downloads and the downloads are not just for us to be happy that the show is popular but beyond that it's about just knowing that you are all resonating and this show is resonating the episodes are resonating with you every day there is someone around the world who is interacting with this content that God is helping us to put out here. So thank you very much again and once more you're welcome. So this is, of course, you know, the Ask Solomon Ray podcast and here through this podcast, our goal is to seek to dissolve your doubts so you can perceive life and approach it correctly. Understanding your Christian walk with Jesus Christ and your Christian living with others. Maximizing your time, purpose and assignment for the glory of God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your word and thank you, Father, for your life. Lord, I want to thank you for all that you keep doing in and through us. I want to thank you for all the success that you're granting us through this podcast. Lord, we are not happy that we are just being popular. 
but beyond that it's about the resonance that your word is having in the hearts of men around the world the hearts of women around the world thank you father for all that you keep doing thank you father for using my voice thank you father for keeping us thank you for health thank you for provision thank you even for the ability to listen and to comprehend all that you're using us to relate to your people lord as we are about to begin this podcast and this episode lord i pray that may you continue to use my voice and may you continue to use my body to impact your people and to distill understanding at a global scale about your mind your intent and your expectations from us start with us and end with us in jesus name we pray amen I want to start by thanking you Moses once more for this question and your consistency in participating and making sure that you use the platform and leverage it to improve your understanding so you can relate with God properly and you can relate with others as well correctly. Thank you very much again for the trust lay on us and I want to thank God again for giving us the strength and the power to will and to do and for granting us the wisdom to answer these questions to your satisfaction so far. Thank you once again, Moses. And to all of you who have asked a question and even to all of you who are listening, but especially to those who have asked a question. And please, I invite all of you to not just listen, which is beautiful, but if you have a question and we all do, ask your question. We can only release episodes when we have questions. By God's grace, we are not going to manufacture questions here, but we are going to just interact with the questions that we have received so far. So thank you once again. So our question kind of hinges on the cross when Moses talks about the cross and Christ saying, follow me. So taking up your cross and following Jesus, what does Jesus Christ actually mean by that? And number two, how can that be done? Does that mean being taking up your cross and following Jesus? How can that be done? So I'm going to kind of focus in that order. So the first thing to understand is to come to a place where we understand the meaning of the cross because it's a very key component in what Christ was saying. So what does the cross symbolize? What does the cross stand for? The cross is a symbol of death through self-sacrifice. In the case of Jesus, we understand that we had people who were hung on the cross with Jesus, two thieves. That is not self-sacrifice. That was an act of punishment that was justly meted on these people for an act that they did. So that is not to be confused here. But with Christ, it's about death through self-sacrifice. He wasn't killed. He gave himself. He could have called for legions of angels to come and fight the battle. He could have left the cross, but he gave himself. So the cross is a symbol of death through self-sacrifice. That is sacrificing your will for Jesus Christ as you commit to doing his will instead. That's what the cross stands for. Let me say it again. The cross is the symbol of death through self-sacrifice. That is sacrificing your will for Jesus Christ as you commit to doing his will instead. We all remember in the garden where Christ was about to enter this phase we call the passion of the Christ and he panicked. 
and he was like god if this is possible for this cup to be taken away from me without me drinking it please let it pass away but remembering that he as a son is devoted to his father even unto death and he said let my will not be done but yours be done anyhow so you see here that christ surrendered himself to the will of the father even unto death so it was self sacrifice it was willfully giving himself to be hung on that cross for our sake for your sake and for my sake so that's what the cross signifies is a symbol of death through self sacrifice so you have two key words there death and self sacrifice you can die but not by self sacrificing you can die because judgment was justly meted on you which is different but here it was death by self sacrifice that's what the cross symbolizes i hope it's clear enough so take note remember before this statement he tells his disciples that i now have to go and i will suffer in the hands of the pharisees the scribes and all of that and i'm going to die and resurrect after 3 days and peter took him aside and started to rebuke him and he rebuked peter he said get thee behind me satan for you are an obstacle unto me for you don't perceive you don't understand the things of god you only function by the impulses of men you understand things from man's perspective only then he makes this statement that whoever must be my disciple must pick up his cross and follow me then he follows and says if you hang on your life you will lose it and that's what we talked about last episode so here i want us now to go and look at the antithesis of the cross jesus is saying we have to carry our cross and follow him for us to understand fully what the cross is so we can put it in context that would make sense we have to look at the other side the antithesis of a cross and remember the cross i said is the symbol of death through self sacrifice where you give i give we give ourselves to jesus we give ourselves to him we exchange our will for his we die to ourselves that's what the cross symbolizes so to understand what christ meant from his part let's look at the antithesis of the cross from christ's perspective so let's look at the devil remember christ rebuked peter and said get thee behind me you satan for you are an obstacle to me because satan true peter was trying to dissuade jesus from dying from fulfilling the ultimate sacrifice which was needed for man to be taken out of the shackles of death So what does the devil suggest because he made this statement as a rebuttal to the rebuke he had given to Peter or the devil through what Peter was doing. So let's understand how the devil operates. And here I'm going to say some things it's not like it's some personal conjecture. I've gone to some websites and taken what those who follow the devil say about themselves and you have some links in the show notes or a link in the show notes to take you to the website and read for yourself because most of us don't know what the devil stands for so we can't really know what god is saying because we think we know what he's saying but we don't know what he's saying until we know what the devil says so it's important in contrast with god who kind of demands self sacrifice from us again go to the episode for last week 
question 16 to understand about when we talk about dying to self and we said it's not an optional thing it's not an optional route to a christian it's mandatory for all of us and i spelled out by the scripture the reason for that which is the human nature problem so god on the flip side is saying you have to die to yourself you have to self-sacrifice yourself for me in exchange for my will give me everything put everything down for my sake and follow me on the flip side the devil what he is suggesting to everyone is quite different god requires self-sacrifice that we call death but the devil says you know what do what you like you don't have to give up your will for anyone just do what you like you are the master of your life you are the god of your life you answer to no one so do what you like and like i said what i'm going to read now is just taken from the website of the church of satan and i'm just going to read what they have on that website and you can find the links in the show notes so you can understand what they are saying about themselves again i'm not making this up it's very important that we understand that so when you click on the link you get to the website and there they have of course there's a login i can't log in because i'm not a member but now you have like frequently asked questions so faq section and ask a question and they give an answer to that question a frequently asked question so i'm going to read just a question that they have there question why do satanists worship the devil that's a question that they have there on the website so go to the show notes and click it and you'll see it there and the answer that they provide is we don't satanists are atheists we see the universe as being indifferent to us and so all morals and values are subjective human constructs our position is to be self-centered with ourselves being the most important person that is the god in bracket of our subjective universe so we are sometimes said to worship ourselves our current high priest gilmore calls this the step moving from being an atheist to being an i-taste with an i satan to us is a symbol of pride liberty and individualism and it serves as an external metaphorical projection of our highest personal potential we do not believe in satan as a being or person i hope that you understand from this literature what satan is proposing to man and to everyone while god is pushing and is adamant and will not change to death because of the human nature problem death self-sacrifice the devil says you don't need to give that up just do what you like do what you want and you see the mindset of the devil so the devil through peter by influencing him was calling on jesus not to do the will of god and to do what jesus himself desired or what jesus wants to do he doesn't need to die though that's what god wants but he doesn't need to die so i will not die and i will do my own will that's why i said at the end of the day not my will be done but your will because the will of the father was for him to hang on that cross and it was through that cross that we now have this wonderful church that we are but if he would have refused to die he would have now operated in self-will so the devil understand the minds of the devil he says that satanists are atheists they don't believe in the supreme god they believe that they are god man is god 
so that all morals and values are subjective human constructs. Man decides what is moral and value. If man says today that A becomes B, it means it has changed. Man decides. There is nothing above man that decides on behalf of man. Man makes morals and makes values. Nothing is imposed on man or nothing is made above man for man to look up to. And he says our position is to be self-centered. That's the mindset of the devil. Our position is to be self-centered with ourselves being the most important person. That is the God in bracket. And not the God with a small g. The God with a big g. Because there is no God outside of man according to them. So we are sometimes said to worship ourselves. The love of many shall wax cold, and people will love themselves, and they will love pleasure. These are the signs of the end in the Bible. Our current priest, Gilmore, calls this the step moving from being an atheist to being an I-taste. It's about me. It's about what I desire. It's about what I want. Do we now get it? So that is, for you to understand what Christ says about carry your cross, you must understand what the devil is proposing. And many of us are operating by human nature and by default. When you operate by human nature, by default, you are operating within the system of the devil. Remember what Jesus said to the devil through the person of Peter. Get thee behind me, you Satan, for you are an obstacle to me. You do not savour the things of God, but rather you understand things from human perspective. So the human nature and the mind of the devil are one. Not because that's how God made it from the beginning. But I told us in our previous lesson that there was a corruption project that the devil embarked on. And he is still doing that but it is very advanced now. And the goal of that corruption project was to tamper with the nature of man and that he succeeded in doing so that's why as we read in the previous episode from galatians that whoever operates by human nature cannot please god do we get so the cross is a symbol of death through self-sacrifice to take care of the human nature problem like we saw but to now give us what the bible is saying to understand what the satanists are standing for or what satan stands for and what the bible is saying to support what they are stand so we know that the bible is in context and is true let's read from colossians chapter 3 from verses 1 to 8 from the message translation and it reads so if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Because like we saw, when you are born again, you have a new life and a new nature. God doesn't expect you to operate by your human life and your human nature. Because human nature cannot please God. So if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ resides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. Your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth. You show up too. The real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. And that means killing off this now my focus. So listen and listen hard. 
and as I read, just link to what the Satanists say or Satan stands for. So he's saying, your old life is gone and in Christ you have a new life. Your old life is the human life and in Christ you have the life of God. So let me read. And that means killing off everything connected to that way of death. The way of death is the human nature life. And that means killing off everything connected with that way of death, colon, sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, now this is the hook, doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it. That's an essential component of the human nature life, doing whatever you feel like doing it whenever you feel like it, grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's the life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. It's because of this kind of thing that God is about to explode in anger. So what does it mean to take up your cross? To take up your cross means that you die to yourself. You self-sacrifice yourself for God to have the life of God and to give up everything that you have. Remember the parable of the pearls. There was a person who found some pearls and when the person found these pearls, the person went and sold all they had so they could come and get these pearls. So to have what God is giving us, we must lay down everything that we have because everything that we have as human nature is not profitable to God. Again, I said, there is no time for me here to start explaining that corruption project. I have a whole lesson called the desire for forbidden things. There's a reason why man is attracted to negative things. Man is tilted to negative things. Apart from the influence of God or away from God's influence in our lives, humans will only direct to perdition and to fall and to decay. There's a reason for that. That's not how God created man, but there's a reason for that corruption. The cross means to die to yourself, meaning you die to your will and to your desires, your passions. You die to them. Mostly is the motivation behind all those things. The motivation is survival, having a name for ourselves, making ourselves to look great, and it's just a self-word life. It's not a God-honoring life. So taking up your cross means to die to yourself and we saw that last episode. So I'm going to call on you to please, after listening to this, you go back and listen to that episode again. That's question 16. So let me read from Galatians chapter 5 from verses 24 to 25 from the New Living Translation. 24 and it reads, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. 25 and the last. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. You don't follow your passion. You don't follow how you feel about the thing. You follow the Spirit's guidance, the Spirit's leading through His word and through His voice and the way He's going to communicate to you in the best way that you will know that He's the one. But let me read again. Galatians chapter 5 from verses 24 to 25 from the New Living Translation. 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature, the human nature, the desires and the passions of their sinful nature to the cross and have crucified them there. 25 and the last. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's guiding in every part of our lives. So dying to self, meaning that you have nailed your passions, your passions driven by human nature, your desires driven by human nature, you have nailed them to the cross. That's why I have a problem with this passion thing where we use passion to define our lives. That's why I have a very big problem with that. 
Well, that's a different discussion for another day. So taking up your cross, it means to die to yourself, to die to your will, to die to your passions. Your will, your passions and desires funneled and fueled by your human nature. Because the motivation of human nature is always self-aggrandizement and self-preservation. Those two things, self-preservation and self-aggrandizement. So now, the second component, follow. When Christ says, follow me. What is he saying? First, to follow. I know when a dispensation of following, you follow with a click of a button. I'm following this. I'm following Solomon on social media. That's not what really following means in the Bible. Following means I'm going to give us five or break it down into five steps or five phases. There's a whole art of following and I have a lesson on that thing. So yeah, the art of following. So first, follow me means trust and submit to my ways. When Christ says follow me, he's saying trust and submit to my ways. And the ways here is not like a road. The ways in the Bible refers to how an entity operates, how an entity thinks, behaves, operates, the values that guide the actions of an entity. So that's what we call the ways, the ways of God. So follow me means trust and submit to my ways. Let's read from same Galatians 5, 24 to 25, but with an emphasis on verse 25. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there, 25. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So when Christ says, follow me, he's saying that don't be guided by the impulses of your human nature, by your feeling and how you just feel about things, but rather follow the Spirit's leading in every part of your life because that's how he, Jesus, operated. He followed the Spirit's leading in everything he did. Number two, follow me means learn from me. Follow me means learn from me. Let's read Matthew chapter 11 from verses 28 to 30 in the New Living Translation. 28, then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. 29, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest in your souls. 30 and the last, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. The key and the hook is verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest in your soul. When Christ says, follow me, he's saying number one, trust and submit to my ways through my word. Number two, learn from me, observe me. Today I was teaching and training a group of young professionals, Christians, and we're talking about servant leadership. And I just told them that, you know, to become a servant leader is to first identify the source of true servant nature with Jesus Christ. So we identify and the goal of identifying the true source is to behold, is to gaze, is to focus on that person. And the reason we are focused is because we want to learn from Jesus. We want to learn from him. We learn how he talks. We learn how he thinks. We learn how he does his things. We learn what motivates his action. We learn his love for God, his love for the Father. We learn how he was led by the Spirit in everything he did. We learn how he carried himself in the face of opposition. We learn how he was silent in the face of death. We learned how he had confidence beyond measure. Even when death was facing him squarely, he never shrunk. 
we learn from all of that. Learn from me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Learn from me. So when Christ says, follow me, he's saying, learn from me. Number three, when Christ says, follow me, he means mimic or imitate me. Do as I do. He means imitate me. He means mimic me. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5 verses 1 and 2 from the New King James Version 1. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. 2. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. The hook is verse 1. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children children. The Greek word is mimites. We imitate God. We get into the mind of God to understand how God thinks. You know, actors are very good at this. For an actor to replicate a character, the actor must enter into the mind of the character. The more you understand the mind of the character, the more you can replicate the character seamlessly until people can misjudge you from your real identity and from that of the character. So follow me means to mimic me, means to imitate me, means to do as I do. So number one, follow me means to trust and to submit to my ways through my word. Number two, follow me means to learn from me, observe and learn. Number three, follow me means to mimic, to imitate or to do as I do. Speak like God, speak like Jesus, think like Jesus, act like Jesus, relate with others as Jesus did. Have compassion like Jesus. Love like Jesus. That's why the verse says, Let's be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So we are doing what God does. We are doing what Christ does. We are talking the way he talks. We don't bring some human way of talking. We talk the way Christ talks. We think the way he thinks. And finally, number five, when Jesus says, follow me, I love this one. When he says, follow me, it means be transfigured into the image of Christ Jesus. Be transfigured into the image of Christ Jesus. Become the express image of his person. Be transfigured into the image of Jesus Christ. That's a height. If truly you are a follower, then the ultimate goal is that of being transfigured into the very image of Jesus Christ. Becoming the express image of his person. Let's read from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 from the Passion Translation, the TPT. And it reads, We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The more we press in the Spirit, the more we follow the leading and the guidance of the Spirit in our lives. Not walking by human nature, by copying and mimicking Christ, by copying and imitating Jesus. We talk like Him, we think like Him, we act like Him, we love like Him, we have compassion like Him, and we are even angry as Him. What makes him angry, we are angry at. What makes him to have compassion, we have compassion for that. What makes him sad, we are sad. And the more we mimic, the more we imitate, the more we learn, the more we submit and to his ways by the word, the more we are transfigured into the very image of Jesus from one level of brightness to another. We are transfigured into the very image as we move from one level of brightness to another. 
So when Christ says, follow me, the end result is that you become a replica of him. You become the express image of his person as he was the express image of the father. So the father has an image. Jesus is the express image of the father and you are the express image of Jesus. Meaning you are the express image of the father following the law of transitivity for the mathematicians in the house. The law of transitivity states if A is equals to B and B is equals to C means A is equals to C. So if God has his light and image and Christ is the express image of God and you are the express image of Christ, meaning that the goal is for you to be the express image of God in your world. That's what follow me means. That's what follow me entails. That's what Christ means by follow me. It's not just follow me social media following. It's not just being a fan. God doesn't need fans. He needs disciples. And disciples learn from their master with the sole goal of becoming the express image of their master. I hope that's clear enough. So when Christ says, take up your cross, he's saying die to yourself. Die to your human nature. Die to your human passions, will and desires. Desire just two things. Number one, self-preservation and self-aggrandizement. No matter how moral the human nature tries to post good acts, the motivation behind it is self-preservation and self-aggrandizement. So take up your cross and follow me means die to yourself and take my life and harbor my nature and live my life through your body. Follow me means number one, trust and submit to my ways through my word and through the Holy Spirit. Number two, follow me means learn from me, me who Christ, learn from Jesus. Number three, follow me means mimic, imitate or do as Jesus does. Number four, follow me means be transfigured into become the express image of Jesus, become the express image of God to your world where God is fully embodied you incarnate the fullness of God. You incarnate the completeness of the person of the Father. Because the Father and Christ are one. So if you incarnate Christ, you are incarnating the Father. Because Christ incarnated the Father. So that's what it means to carry your cross and to follow Jesus Christ. So you're asking, how do we do that? This is where I'll refer you now to question 16. Go back and listen to it. How do you practically make this to happen? Is by dying to yourself. I will not take out time and start saying the things again because God helped us to summarize it, though it was a long one, but to summarize it. I'm saying long because, you know, relatively, but when you listen to it, before you know it, the time is gone because God has helped us to have the content to be engaging. So go back and listen to question 16 and you discover what to do do so you can carry your cross die to yourself and follow jesus effectively and efficiently so thank you very much again moses thank you very much to all of you all of you are listening across the world thank you very much for listening you know i remember i have to mind our listeners from cameroon yeah a lot of people are following from cameroon from boya to Douala to kumba to many cities that i can't exhaust right now then we have the us we have singapore we have Belgium, we have Brazil, amazing people who are just consuming this content. You know, thank you very much again. Thank you. Germany, the UK, the UAE, India. Did I call Singapore? Yes, I did. You know, Ghana, 
Namibia, Sweden, Poland. Thank you very much. Thank you. And please consume this and share. It's free. Consume and share. And I will recommend listen to the podcast more than once. Because faith comes by hearing, but not just hearing once. It's a repeated hearing. Because the wisdom of God has many layers. You might think that you've heard all of it, but once you listen to it the second time, you will hear different shades. So keep listening. The reason we are providing these resources to you is so that you can have something to always occupy yourself with the word. When you can't have the Bible in front of you, you are in the gym, the treadmill, you have your pair of headphones, your earbuds, and you're listening to the podcast and, you know, working out. You're washing dishes, the podcast is there listening. You have a smart speaker or something, the podcast is playing. You just use some intelligent and creative ways to make this podcast simmer and kind of permeate your very being. So you not just have an awareness of what God is saying, but you have an understanding, you have an experience, an encounter with that word. So once more, thank you. Thank you again. God bless you. Looking forward to next week for another question. Please ask your questions. Those who are out of Cameroon and also in Brazil, Singapore, all of you, you have questions, please ask ask your questions christian living your business marriage career you know what's god's perspective or is there something you don't understand in scripture something you don't understand about god about your christian work about the bible anything just ask and god is going to grant us grace to give you an answer of peace so let's pray Thank you, Father, for your wisdom. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for always being there to guide me and to put the right words in my mouth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Without you, I can't do anything. Without you, there is no wise word. There is no answer of peace that can flow from my voice. But I want to thank you for the election of grace, for choosing me to relay your mind, the mind of Jesus, the mind of the Father, to the ends of the world through this platform. Lord, give us the courage to me and to those of you listening. Lord, give us the courage and the childlike faith to lose ourselves in you. Like a child who doesn't fear that the parents will always catch him or her when thrown in the air. Lord, give us that kind of childlike faith to give ourselves to you and to lose ourselves in you because we know that the love you have for us knows no bound and we can never crash on the floor of life. Thank you, Father. Give us the power to see and to behold you. It takes a lot to see you. Lord, help us to see you and behold you. As we follow, as disciples of yours, let us see you and follow you. Give us the power to see you. Teach us how to learn from you. Lord, we learn from people who are just humans and are doing some work according to the world's standards in their various fields. But Lord, we have neglected to learn from you. Lord, forgive us. Lord, teach us how to learn from you. Teach us how to observe. Teach us how to see how you talk, to see how you think, and to observe how you do your things so we can replicate your character in our bodies to our world. Guide us. You desire transfiguration, that we are transfigured into the express image of your person. Lord, guide us into that process. As we change, as we alter who we are from within to become a brand new person, Lord, help us to navigate the various stages of development, becoming Christ in experience. Guide us, Father. And finally, use our bodies, take over our minds, and fill us completely with yourself, so that through us, you can fill everyone and everywhere with yourself in our world. Thank you, Father, for everything you keep doing. Thank you for this podcast. 
for this episode. Thank you to all those who are listening and to you who is listening. I pray to you that these words are creating new life in your body. That at the sound of these words, you are free from infirmities. You are free from diseases. In the name of Jesus, as the sound waves of my voice hit you, they are coming with healing abilities by the Spirit. You are healed right now of every disease. You are healed right now of any infirmity. If there is any negative prophecy over your life, by the power of these words, you are free. God has unshackled and have broken the bars of iron. In the name of Jesus, you are being released into a new life, ushered into a place of plenty and abundance. I pray that as you listen, God's favor will so garrison you that as you go, men will open doors for you. Women will open doors for you in the name of Jesus. Your colleagues will focus on the good things you're doing. Your boss will focus on the things that you're doing. And for something that they can't explain, they will always choose you for the right projects that will lead to promotion in your office. For you who is in business, I pray for you that as you're listening to this voice and to these episodes, God is releasing his life into your body, giving you ideas product ideas, system ideas, process ideas so that your company can run seamlessly and customers are coming to you. In addition to your marketing campaign, where the Holy Spirit is brooding over your campaigns and bringing customers to you like never before. Like the animals came to Noah, to the ark. That's how customers are coming to you for your products. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. To you who have been addicted, any addiction, this word is releasing you right now and I say to you confess with God that you are free from that addiction in the name of Jesus as you confess it any entanglement from spiritual bodies demonic spirits who have entangled you with an addiction those chains are broken right now in the name of Jesus you are set free from all addictions you are set free from any demonic entanglements that has come to fold your life and to make your life slow down in the name of Jesus all the years that the demon spirits have caused through slowness in your life. I speak speed in your life right now. Thank you, Father. Be glorified. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. God bless you. I have been Solomon Ray and I'm signing out. Have a nice week and see you next week. Know as from today, we are changing the schedule to Wednesdays. So every Wednesdays, you have a new episode. We've moved from Tuesdays to Wednesdays. Wednesdays, Cameroon time by 3 a.m. The episodes will be out. Thank you very much and see you next week. God bless you. I'm out. Bye-bye. Love you all. Cheers. Trust this episode was instructive and that you've learned a thing or two. Please feel free to send in your questions using the Q&A button if you're on Spotify or use the link in the show notes below if on Apple Podcast or any other player. Getting value from this podcast? Consider doing the following steps. Step 1. Leave a review after the show notes below. And step 2. Share with your friends and loved ones via your social media platforms. Also, consider showing some love by supporting us by giving towards the development of other programs using the appropriate link in the show notes as well. Do you want to share a personal message with Solomon Ray? For your testimonials and message of gratitude, use the appropriate link in the show note below to send your voice note. We truly love you and believe in you and the person you are becoming in Christ Jesus. 
Till then, have a blessed day ahead and remember, Jesus Christ is counting on you to influence your world for him. God bless you.